It's known as Africa's World War, and the effects continue to reverberate across the vast expanse of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Besides their homes, many children lost both parents in the conflict, like 17-year-old Patrick, whose parents were killed soon after he was born. His aunt, who's been living in South Africa for much longer, interpreted for the teenager whose mother tongue is Swahili. They killed him, 1998, number two. They killed mother, they killed father. So this kid was left with Magogo, mother of his father. Years later, the militias returned. They killed Patrick's grandmother and raped his aunt. The two fled to South Africa with the help of a soldier they met in Burundi. When they reached South Africa, and by some stroke of luck, they found another relative who took them in. Their life is not good because she don't have that aslam. He can't go to hospital, she's sick. To school, one day is one day they will chase me because he don't have a document. How he survive? He survived with me and me I have three kids. It's one room. That room is a sitting room, is a bathroom, is a kitchen, everything inside that same same room. Because Patrick is an orphan, he is invisible to the South African government. Lawyers for human rights attorney Neo Chokwe says that the Refugees Act does not recognize orphans in the care of relatives seeking asylum. Minors have to be assisted by parents. If they're not assisted by parents, any caregivers who want to assist them have to get guardianship orders. It has to be done through the High Court, which is very expensive. Because he doesn't have documents, Patrick constantly runs the risk of being deported, and home, for him anyway, is not an option. You see how he's told that thing maybe it's big man. <laughs> they already arrest him two times, sure. Police arrest him after that. They ask me, what is your paper? I say, I don't have paper. How old are you? Say, 17 years. Ah, what is your mother? Say, I don't have a mother. Where are you? Stay? Say, I stay with my auntie. They come with me until home. Say, this one is my brother's son. I have problems seriously about paper. Someone is following up about that paper. Patricia Erasmus is the head of the Refugee and Migrant Rights Program at Lawyers for Human Rights. Erasmus argues that it's in nobody's interest for children like Patrick to live off the radar. Then they would find themselves probably much more susceptible to something like human trafficking, exploitation, begging rings, child prostitution. These are the consequences which the government is causing by not documenting these children. Um, They say they do not want to document them because it's going to aid human trafficking. It's going to make it so much easier for everyone to bring their niece into South Africa. But of course it's having the opposite effect and human traffickers prefer undocumented children. In 2013, LHR won an interim court order to compel schools to admit undocumented children enabling Patrick to access schooling. This was after Home Affairs started fining schools who admitted such children. The main court application was recently argued in court. Attorney Neo Chokwe explains. The state's argument is that these children should be put through the foster care system. However, it still does not solve the problem of documentation. So what we are saying when we approach the court, just declare them to be dependents of their caregivers, and then that will allow the caregivers to be able to assist them. The High Court has reserved judgment.